Amen. Amen. What a powerful name it is. Amen. There's no other name under heaven in which a man might be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you confessed him as Lord and Savior in your life? Hallelujah. That's, that's our ticket to heaven, isn't it? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Where's your ticket? Here's my ticket. Jesus Christ maketh me well. Amen. Youth, you may be dismissed to your classes now to have a good time up there. We have a lesson prepared for you, especially for the youth. And we believe that God ministers to us even while we were young so that when we're old, we will not have departed from the word of truth. Amen. That's why you, you bring your kids to church. You don't ask them, do you want to go to church? You tell them, we are going to church in the name of the Lord. And then uh, you plant that seed in them, and so they won't want to go anywhere else. And as they see other, other people doing other things in the secular world, they say, no, that's not of God. I don't want to be a part of that. Praise the Lord. So you put it, form it on the inside of their spirit. Praise God. Amen. So I got a good, good message for you today about the name of Jesus. Are you excited on the front row? Hallelujah. How about in the back row? Are you excited? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Well, let's pray because, you know, I don't want to be just myself up here. I want the Lord to speak through me to you. Praise God. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we gather together to hear your word so that we can be encouraged, strengthened, and to do your will, to give you all, and we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. And all agreed said? Amen. I didn't hear everybody. And now all agreed, said, amen. amen. So this month we've been talking about the names of Jesus. Today we're going to conclude with the name Jesus. Now, Isaiah prophesied that he would be a four-compound name. Let's see what he called him. He called him Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Now, when you mention the name Jesus, it covers all of that. Jesus is everything for everybody. And all the names in the Bible, there's a hundred names that they talk about Jesus. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the captain of our salvation. He's all that we need, and he's also there for us. So whenever you need him, call upon the name of the Lord. Jesus, Jesus. That's a good prayer, isn't it? And everything that Jesus is comes and is there to help you. And what's in a name anyway? In a name is everything that you are or that that person is, all that they've done, their character, their promises. So when you say Jesus, everything that he's ever said comes and, and, and envelops you and takes care of you and does the things that he has said that he would do for you. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. So guess what? We got to use that. We, we can't overwork that name. You can't overuse that name. He doesn't get tired of you using that name. Use the name whenever you can, all day long. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Praise the Lord. So let's look at it. Wonderful counselor, what does that mean? I mean, more than just, oh, he's very wonderful. He does wonderful things. Uh, he's marvelous. But no, it's miraculous working power in your life. Like parting the Red Sea. Was that a wonder? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Try it. Amen. It's not easy to do. Walk on water? That's not easy to do. I tried. Anybody try walking on water? Not very far. <laughs> Amen. But God was able to cause Peter to walk on water. He's the only other one that has done it. I haven't done it. Uh, but wonderful miracles. And so he, he'll counsel you into receiving some wonders, working power in your life. If you need help, you don't know what to do, where, what job to take, where to find a job, where to find a house, God says, I will counsel you 
to see a miraculous working power in your life. Come on, talk to me. Amen? I'm getting excited. I'm looking at you guys, and I know what you're believing for, and I'm just getting excited because I know God says, as I preach the Word of God, you can attach your faith to it and believe that something will happen. I'm looking at Mr. Joshua here on the front row, and things looked like things weren't going good for him. He, he had to leave a job, and you know God gave him a better job, and then that didn't work out. He went to another place, and it didn't work out there either, but now God gave him even a better place than that because he said he'll do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. Praise the Lord. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Now, he's a mighty God. That's a military term. That means he's going to come to your aid. He's going to be a warrior. He's going to be a champion. He's going to be a hero. He's a Rambo for you. All right? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jesus is Superman, Batman, Aquaman, uh, Spider-Man, all roll up into one. Whatever you need, he's able to do. Praise God. And then he's an everlasting father. It doesn't mean he was God the father, but it means that he's the father of our new birth. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born again? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He that believeth in me shall have eternal life and have a new life. So you're born from above. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. Did you know that? You thought you were all that in a bag of chips? And you are nothing. You're not even on God's Richter scale. You are just out there doing it on your own. But God said, I will save you. I'll redeem you. I'll bring you, bring you into the family. So he said he would save. That's our spiritual birth. And then also, uh, Jesus is like a father to us. Some of you may not have had a loving father. I did. He loved me. He, he gave to me whatever I needed. He gave to me. Even when he uh, left this earth, he gave me a big inheritance. I said, thank you, Father. <laughs> every once in a while, I just look up to heaven and say, could you tell my father thank you very much for putting me in a beautiful house and providing for me? He could have spent it all doing crazy things, but no, he saved it for his beloved son. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. So, uh, Jesus is like a father. His characteristics to us are like a father that cares for us. And then he's the prince of peace. Prince of peace. He's the deliverer of peace. He says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you, but I give to you peace. And we're supposed to have peace with God and peace with each other. Can I pause here a minute and give you a little pastoral counsel? We are supposed to get along with people. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> See how silent it got real quick. <laughs> We're supposed to love people with the love of the Lord. And I know we all have nuances. We have little quirks and things that we do wrong, and we get on people's nerves and everything. But you are supposed to be the better one, the bigger one, the one that's supposed to be like Christ. Amen? <laughs> Jesus said, be mature even as your Father is mature in heaven. That means we don't get caught up in what people are doing. We don't separate ourselves and say, I don't like this person. I don't like that person. I, want to, I don't want to be with that person. I can't work with that person. That is not of God. Praise the Lord. And it grieves me. I tell you, it grieves me as a pastor when I hear people that are not getting along. And I pray. I go home and I pray and I cry out to the Lord. I say, Lord, please touch their hearts. Bring peace in the fellowship and in the congregation and even in your families. You know, we have family events here during Christmas time. And how many of you have, you know, relatives that you're not too fond of? Can anybody? Can I, can I, get, I got some? Nothing on this side? No, nobody have any problems with you? Okay, we got Well, sometimes you have those relatives that are unloving, unliking, and even talk 
<laughs> bad <laughs> to your face. Amen. But you have to be better, bigger, and uh, more loving than them. And so sometimes you just have to grip yourself and say, I know they're coming over. I, I know I'm going to have lunch with this person. I know I got to work with some, this person on my job. I am going to build myself up in the love of God and be able to talk to them in a loving way. And whatever they throw at me, I'm going to just do a little ole. You know what ole is? You know, woo, ole. <laughs> just let them run on by <laughs> like a bull, uh, you know, trainer, bull, uh, whatever they call them, a matador. Uh, you have to step aside and let that evil just go past by and then come back with a good old beautiful compliment, beautiful love. And, and it, it, it makes them, you know, kind of not, not fight back. Now, here's some scriptures. I want to show you the scripture in Matthew chapter 5 because the Bible says we're supposed to judge not, lest we be judged. Yes. Have you ever done anything wrong to somebody? Have you ever said anything that you wish you could have taken back? Oh, yeah. So, so we don't want to be judged by that. But look what it says here. I say unto you, now this is Jesus talking, not me. I say unto you, that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council, but whoever says, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell's fire. Now, these are some pretty big consequences for acting crazy, acting angry, holding grudges, isn't it? We're supposed to not hold these grudges. Because, and, and raka is a derogatory expression, meaning empty-headed, insinuating a person's stupidity or inferiority. Praise the Lord. It was an offensive name used to show utter contempt for another person. And you might say, well, pastor, I do have a cause. This person has wronged me. This person has taken from me. This person has said things about me, talked behind my back. Okay, well, I, I'll see what you say. But look what Jesus said. When his own disciple betrayed him and, and sold him for 30 pieces of silver so that he could be crucified, you know what Jesus said to him? Judas, I can't believe you did this. No, he said, Judas, friend, how could you do this? He called him a friend. Do you call the people that are wrong you a friend? But we have to be that way. We have to have the love of God. We can't just shut it up and say, well, I'm not going to love this person. Uh, I might love this person. I love this person a lot. No, you love completely, totally, without dissimulation or without separation, just total God's love. Can you do that? Yes. Amen. Can you think of any way that you might have to exercise that love? Some people might say, well, you know, I, I, it doesn't really apply to me. I'm pretty much at peace with everybody. Okay, well, maybe uh, not now, but you might need it later on. <laughs> You know, sometimes just when you get your love walk going really good, someone will come along and just mess it up. Just, just you know, ruffle up your whole feathers and just like, oh, man, why do they do that? Why do they say that? Praise the Lord. I just got a text today. I'm going like, why would somebody say that? I, I, like, come on, you, you know me better than that. He goes, yeah, you know, all right. I, I don't know why they would say that. So look what it says here in Matthew 46 and 48. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than the others? Do not even the tax collectors uh, do so. Therefore, be mature, be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Praise the Lord. So uh, let's get on with the message. That was a little pastoral counseling to help you have peace during these holidays <laughs> for that drunken uncle that comes, you know. <laughs> Why did he come? Who invited him? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, because love endures what? Long. 
and is patient and kind. You know, I, I, I prayed for some people at our family gathering, and I'm going to show you some things I learned about praying for the sick, and they all got healed. I mean, we had some tough problems, disc problems, and uh, vision problems, and walking problems, and the Lord healed them. And I was so happy. And as I left, they said, thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. That's the first time in 40 years they've called me Pastor. Why? Because we're supposed to manifest the works of God. And then they recognize, oh, that, you must have got that from heaven. You must have got that from God, Pastor, right? Even Jesus said, a man is not without honor in his own hometown. Well, I was in my hometown, and I was doing the mighty miracles of God. Hallelujah. You can too. We're going to show you that. Okay, let's, let's go on with the four names. Uh, that were prophesied, uh, and then they all can be encompassed with the name of Jesus, right? He's our Alpha Omega. He's a bright morning star. He's the captain of our salvation. Now, we get saved by the name of Jesus. Is that not right? There's no other name under heaven. We get healed by the name of Jesus. Isn't that right? We get baptized in the name of Jesus. We have been made righteous by the name of Jesus. We pray to God in the name of Jesus. We cast out devils in the name of Jesus. Is there any devils out there? Okay, no. Nobody wants to admit it. Okay. We <laughs> I told you this story when I was at a prayer meeting at 6 o'clock in the morning. I came home for breakfast with my family, big family, Marianne and Charles. And... <laughs> eating something, and I came, and I sat down, and somehow Marianne and I got in a little argument. I don't know how that happened. I was just floating in from Bible study and prayer, and I was just, you know, walking on the wings of angels, and somehow we got in an argument, and I looked at Charles, and I go, see, Charles, you see how the devil gets in on this? And he said, Dad, I think the devil's in you, because we were fine until you came. And then you came, and you brought something. I don't know what you brought. So if you're acting like the devil, you might have a devil. All right. Uh, you, I, I'm just kidding. I know you don't have a devil, but you're influenced by the devil whispers in your ear. You know, you can't take that. Don't listen to that. They can't talk to you that way. Right? You have to cast that aside. Praise the Lord. So uh, we do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's look at it in Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do, Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to the God, to God the Father through him. So I learned this when I was giving, you know, alms to the poor or giving uh, food to people. I wouldn't say, I'm giving you this. I said, the Lord had me to give this to you. So that they're knowing that it's coming from God and not from me so that he's glorified. Right? And that's what we have to do. We have to know that the Lord is ministering to people. And we are his ambassadors. We are his hands and his feet to minister to people. God's going to speak to us by his spirit how to bless people, how to take care of them, how to love them. And then as we do it, we give all the glory to God. Now, fathers and mothers, they have to demonstrate the love of God to their children, don't they? Mothers are good at it. No matter what the child did, oh, moms, you know, they're okay. They're in prison, but mom loves them, okay? <laughs> mom goes and visits them. I know he didn't do it. I know it was wrong, but, you know, I just love my son. Oh, uh, But <laughs> the father's like, well, he deserves to be in there, okay? <laughs> just lock it up and leave him in there. <laughs> Maybe he'll learn. <laughs> so that's the difference between a father and a mother. But God loves us no matter where we are, what we've done, but he wants to bring us to repentance and bring us into the way of the truth. 
So we demonstrate the love of Jesus to our co-workers, to our family members, to our neighbors, to whoever we come in contact with. We are Jesus to the world. You've heard of people say, well, I, I don't want to be a Christian. I see how, how, how Christians are. They're hypocrites, and they don't love, and they do all these things. But that's not the standard. The standard is Jesus. But we have to be demonstrating and illustrating the love of God to people. Can you do that? Can you do that? Yeah. Amen. So we have the same power on the inside of us that Jesus had because the Holy Spirit resides in us just as he did with Jesus. So the Bible says that what he has done, we will do also, and greater works, meaning there's more of us to go out there and minister to those that are outside the church. If there was only one Jesus, he can only be at one place at one time. But Jesus told his disciples, he says, I got some good news and I got some bad news. That's not in the Bible, but I'm just in our vernacular. He says, the, the bad news is I'm leaving. <laughs> they went, oh, really? How could you be going? Come on. The good news is I'm going to send another comforter to be with you, and he's going to be just like me. He's going to teach you all the things that I have taught you. He's going to bring all things to your remembrance. He's going to guide you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to be your standby. I always wondered what a standby was. But then I realized I was looking in the military. Joshua, you may know about this. But in the military, they have some people, some, some people on standby, some pilots, some, some war uh, uh, people, army people, on standby, ready for action if anything should happen a la Pearl Harbor. You know, they got to be ready all the time. You never know what's going to happen. So they're on standby. The Holy Spirit is on standby for whatever problem you face. He said, I'm ready. I got your answer. I'm ready to deliver. I'm ready to give to you. Praise the Lord. So you don't have to worry like, oh, did we, did we catch God off guard? Was he like uh, sleeping or something? Did he not know what was going to happen? Yes, he did even before you knew it. He already has a plan, a provision, a way out for you. Is that good news? This is the God we serve, okay? It's not a dead God. It's not a God that, of the past. It's a God of the future and of right now. Glory to God. So um, the Holy Spirit knows all things, and he'll guide you into all the truth. He says, Jesus said, therefore, I have said it to you. When I go away, all you need to do is pray in my name, and my Father will do whatever you ask. In other words, you use my name. Use my name, and he'll do things for you. That's kind of like a calling card. That's kind of like a... Uh, what do they call that? Uh, not a credit card, but um, uh, what do they call it? A gift card. You have a gift card. You know, when you go to the store and you want to buy something, you don't have to pay for it. It's already been paid for by somebody else. Somebody kind and generous gave it to you and just put it right down there. All right. So, so when you want healing, you say, I got a gift card. Here's my healing right here. Praise God. Amen. So everything that Jesus has done and accomplished is in his name, in his name, in his name, in his name. Use his name. Now, I remember when I was a little kid, and I used to watch Captain Kangaroo. Anybody watch Captain Kangaroo? Oh, man, that was a great show. He was so calm and peaceful. And one of the commercials, he says, uh, go get these Buster Brown shoes and tell him Captain Kangaroo sent you. And he'd say that a couple of times, and I'd say, okay, I'll, I'll try it. I got up all my boldness, and when we were buying my Buster Brown shoes, because my mom wanted me to have good shoes, uh, she said her brothers didn't have good shoes and their toes went all crooked. He said, I want to have, make sure your toes are all straight. So we get Buster Brown shoes, the best shoes money could buy. And so as we were buying them and checking it out, I said, uh, excuse me, but um, uh, Captain Kangaroo said to say that he sent me. And the guy looked at me like, and? <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> A medal? What, what, what? There's no discount. There's no, 
So I said, okay, well, that, Buster Brown, I mean, Captain Kangaroo, he's not that big a deal. But when you say, Jesus sent me, hallelujah, all of heaven rejoices, all of heaven comes down and ministers in your behalf. Praise the Lord. Now, now Mary Ann, she has a good name. When she worked for Kaiser, if someone came along and was interviewing with uh, somebody for a position, and if they said Mary Ann recommended them, guess what? They got the job. No matter how bad the interview was, no matter how their resume looked, because Mary, the name of Mary Ann, who has a good reputation and knows people and knows what they're capable of, recommended them, and they said, okay, well, there's the guy, there's the girl. And the people that she recommended are skyrocketing in the company because she knows them. God knows you. And the more and closer you get with, God, with Jesus and know his name and let him minister and, and uh, uh, form you, conform you into his image, he's able to back you up and say, I back them up. <laughs> Amen. They got my name. They got my reputation. And you get favor from God or favor from people when you do that. Praise the Lord. So authority, Jesus said this to uh, his disciples. Let's look at it in Luke 9, 1, 2. Jesus, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them what? Power and authority over all demons, and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to what? Heal the sick. Not try to heal the sick. Not pray for them and hope they get well. He said, go and heal the sick. That's his commandment. That's what he told us to do. He gave us delegated authority. Now, the amazing thing is, these disciples, they, didn't, they weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. They weren't saved. They just said, oh, okay, we're going under your authority. Whatever you say we're supposed to do, we're going to do it. And guess what? It happened. Why? They went under the name, the authority, and the power of what Jesus has spoken. Jesus has said the same thing to us. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Heal the sick. Amen? So, so we have to uh, do that. Now, when we have authority, we uh, are in the presence of a heavenly king. Now, I, I'm a chaplain at a church, or at a at Covina Police Department, and, and so I, I, I have my uniform here. If you can see it. There I am. Okay, now, now, would you mess with this guy? This guy will haul you in, amen? <laughs> I don't look that mean, do I? But I have power, and I have authority to act on behalf of the Covina Police Department. Praise the Lord. You have power, you have authority to act in the name of Jesus, and the power of God is with, on the inside of you. Behold, I give you power over all the works of the enemy. So these guys were not born again, but he delegated his power to us. It's, uh, an example of that would be a general in the army, and he's over all the army. But if he's leaving for a, a period of time, he will tell his lieutenants uh, or his colonels, hey, I, I'm giving you charge over this brigade. Uh, um, was a brigade, whatever you say goes. So I'm giving you my authority. I'm giving you my power. And so guess what? He's in charge now. The general is gone. Same thing with Jesus. He's left, but he's given us power and authority to do everything that he would have done if he was here. That's a big responsibility, isn't it? But there's power in the name of Jesus. So in a name, everything that you associate with a name is there. Now, let's take, for instance, in the natural world. We have people that we remember, and we can remember what they did. For instance, Tony Bennett. When I say Tony Bennett, what do you think of? Singer, but what song is? I left my heart in San Francisco. 
I mean, he, I, he must have sang that song a thousand times, right? Everywhere he went, sing that song! And, and we remember him by that. I don't even know what else he sang, but I know that one, right? How about Frank Sinatra? What's his famous song? I did it my way. Now, that, they say, is the theme song of hell, isn't it? I did it my way. Well, that's not the right way. The right way is the Jesus way. But we remember him by that. How about one of my favorites, Muhammad Ali? Everybody talking about Frazier. Frazier, I'm so pretty. What is it? What's his famous line? I am the greatest, right? I am the greatest. I mean, that's what you remember. How about Columbo? You remember Columbo? What do you think about? Uh, you know, it's a funny thing. Uh, I don't want you to leave town or anything. But I just have one more question, one more question. That's what you remember him by, right? And, you know, they get locked into these, these uh, patterns, and it's hard for them to be a, do a different uh, song or do a different role because you're locked. That's Columbo. That's nobody else, right? So when you go somewhere and, you, and someone tells you that uh, they need some help, you come in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right? So uh, let me see where I'm going. Okay, so let's, let's look at an example and then we're going to pray for some people. I've already prayed for some people earlier before the service, testing this out. Because I learned something. I learned something. I've been doing this for a long time, and I always thought it was my will, my uh, anointing, my, whatever I possess, I would give to somebody to get them healed. That's what we were taught. But I was listening to some guys that go on the street, and they go, well, here's the easier, quicker, shortcut way. Just believe that as you pray for them, as Jesus said, commanded you to heal the sick, pray that, and then just relax and let God do the work, and you stand back and watch and see what happens. So I've been seeing a whole bunch of people getting healed just from that simple little insight. So we're at our family picnic, our family uh, party, Christmas party, and so we're sitting around, and uh, we got three people that got some ailments. One has got a, a disc, bulging disc, and is bothering her neck, and it's her right arm is real weak. I said, do you mind if I pray with you? She said, sure. We prayed, and guess what? God healed her. I prayed in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you promised healing for this body. And I just said, just wait, wait a minute. And the Lord did it. And I stood back, and I went, oh, my gosh. He did it. I didn't do it. He did it. So I said, okay, I'm on a roll. I'm looking for some more people. <laughs> so the next uh, person... Oh, yeah, a young whippersnapper who uh, said he tried to get saved, but he couldn't get saved. It didn't stick. I go, like, oh, that's okay. I don't care. You know, God was going to minister to you. I, I, and they say, what you're supposed to say, I'm going to pray, and God's going to heal you. That's a pretty big miracle, isn't it? Yes, that's my faith speaking. So he's going to go for surgery next month, and he has got disc problems as well. And so I said, well, let me pray. We prayed, and God touched him. And, he's, and he was like in euphoria. He says, man, I don't know where I'm at. It's like I'm in a different world. It's like I'm dizzy. I, I'm, I'm, I got tingles all over my body. He said, I don't know if I can drive home. I go, praise the Lord. I go, how's your pain? He goes, no pain. I don't feel no, no pain. Amen. So, amen. All glory to God. So I, I, didn't, I didn't stop there. I'm looking for some more people. Okay. I see Marianne's mom. She said, she's talking to the woman that I prayed for that uh, had the disc problem, she, and she, her, she, her mom goes, yeah, I got this finger that they put cortisone in it, but it didn't work. I go, oh, I, I'll pray for you on that. And so we prayed, and she said, oh, yeah, it doesn't, I don't feel any pain anymore. 
I said, well, look at this. God is glorified. We prayed for Bob Lopez before. He had some problems with his stomach, problems with his back. I asked him just now, how you feel? He said, no pain. I feel good. Hallelujah. Amen? So we're going to pray uh, after we get done with this and see, uh, let the Lord work for you. But a few more scriptures we're going to look at. Uh, and let's look at Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. And this is one of my favorite scriptures to read. But my favorite, you know what my favorite is? The one that I'm reading at the time. You know, they're all good. <laughs> You can, you can draw anything from any scripture as God wants to direct you. But here's, here's a little story. Peter, Peter and John went up together to the temple of, at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb. That means he's born uh, lame. That would be pretty sad, isn't it? Never walked in your life, and your parents set you by the, the beautiful gate, and they said, just ask for alms, son, and then when you come home, you know, we can feed you. Oh, terrible. They laid him daily at the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, and who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look on us. Look at us. I want to give you something. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He grabbed them by the, by the hands and lifted them up. He didn't pray. He didn't say anything. He didn't say how you feel. You know, God's going to heal you. He just said, Jesus Christ maketh thee well. Now, don't try this at home. But anyway, that's what Peter did because he knew that he had the power of God within him. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Now, let's look at this in verse 8. So he, leaping up, stood, walked, and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Now, this is a double miracle because this guy has never walked before in his life. And all of a sudden, he's walking and leaping and praising God. I know when I drive for an hour or two and I get out of the car... Oh, that's a hard one. You know, oh, excuse me, just give me a minute. <laughs> swing, swing my legs over. I'll be out in a minute. Just you go in. I'll be there. <laughs> so they, this is a double miracle, isn't it? Not only did he get healed, but all of a sudden he's like he's been healed all along. Walking and leaping and praising God. And so uh, he didn't say, how do you feel? Is everything okay? Why don't you try? Walk a few steps. No, this guy walked and leaped and praised God. Now, and, and uh, this is not in there. I'm just going to read it. Now, as a lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them to, in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed, greatly wondering. So when they saw Peter, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why do you look so intently on us as if our power or our holiness has made this man well? He said, the one that you uh, denied in the presence of Pilate, you gave him up to be crucified, uh, whom God has raised up from the dead, which you are witnesses, and his name, verse 16, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now, the amazing thing is Peter was, these are the same people that Jesus uh, was afraid of and denied Christ before the crucifixion. Now, all of a sudden, he's got the Holy Spirit, and he has boldness. And he says, listen, guys, you, you crucified the Lord of glory. And now I'm sitting here to tell you it's by that man and by his name that has raised him up. And his name, 
through faith in his name has made this man whole. So it's not only the name, but it's faith in the name, right? Faith in believing that what Jesus said, what he did, uh, that we can use in our own uh, lives by his power and by his authority. The name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So they threatened him. They said, don't, don't, whatever you do, when you go out preaching, you can go preach, but don't use that name, right? They're afraid of that name. Even now, when I pray for city council as a chaplain, they, the, the, the people were complaining, don't use the name of Jesus. Say, say everything. Don't even say Heavenly Father. This one guy who was an atheist was complaining. He kept saying, uh, we're, not, we're not Christians. We don't need that, that stuff uh, to be prayed for. But I, le- I learned that uh, the Supreme Court made a ruling that you can pray in any name you want, whatever the city council allows. So city council told me, yeah, go ahead. We'll back you up. You pray in the name of Jesus. But, you know, the devils tremble. Oh, that name. We don't want to hear that Jesus name because we know that's conviction on our part. That means we're all going to hell because we don't accept the Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Jesus of Nazareth. So they told him, don't pray in that name. But he said, Lord, look on these threats and look at these, uh, these uh, uh, threats upon us and grant to your servants with all boldness that they may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Praise the Lord. Go tell it on the mountain. They weren't afraid. Now, when you use the name of Jesus, you have to have faith in the name of Jesus. I want to tell you a little story as we get ready to close here. But there's a father that had two sons. And he told one son, uh, your, bo- your, your brother is out there playing in the yard. Tell him to come on in. So okay. So he went out to the front yard. And he goes, uh, hey, <laughs> brother, come on inside. He said, uh, I ain't going inside. And so he came back, and he said, Dad, he, he, he didn't, didn't come back in. Okay, well, go tell him that Dad said to come back in. Okay. Uh, Dad said to come back into the house. He said, okay. What's the moral of the story? When you go in your own strength or your own power, nothing happens. But when you go in the name of Jesus, things happen. Amen. Devils tremble, right? Amen. Now, here's the last story. It's a funny story. Uh, uh, see, because Christians are the only one privileged enough to use the name of Jesus, to have faith in the name of Jesus. But there were some Jews who went about driving out evil spirits and tried to invoke the name of Jesus over the demons that they uh, were encountering. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Is that the way, right way to do it? No. This Jesus that you guys are preaching about, I want to use that name over here to cast out the demons. And you know what the demon said? Let's look at it. Verse 14. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? <laughs> you, you, you don't have the power in the name of Jesus. You know, the devils know who has the power. I remember when I first cast out a devil, I, uh, I was a little scared the first time because... I, I was at a service. I was a new, new Christian, new pastor. And uh, the guy said, do you have deliverance services here at the church? I go, oh, yeah, we, Wednesday night we have church service. He goes, no, no, I mean deliverance, you know, where people get delivered from demons and stuff. I go, uh, no, but, you know, what you got? You got a devil yourself? No, I got a friend, though. He's got a devil, and he acts like a wolf. And every time we, we come around him, he starts manifesting, and his teeth kind of 
you know, get pointed and his lips curl up and, and, and he kind of lunges at people. Go, oh, okay, well, bring him here on Wednesday and uh, I'll deliver him in the name of Jesus, right? So I had to gather all my pastor friends and ask him, well, what do you do? How do you ask? What do you? He says, whatever you do, just invoke the name of Jesus, the power of the Lord, the power of the blood of Jesus, and just believe that you have power over him. I go, okay, so you know what? I think I'm going to film this. That way people can see how Pastor Chuck can really cast out demons. And then my second thought was, well, what if I don't? And, and, and it's on film about how this guy, uh, you know, overtook me. Because let's see what happened here in verse 16. Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Can you imagine? That wouldn't be a good little testimony to put on video, would it? No. Pastor Chuck, what happened? I don't know. It just didn't work, you know. The devil's got on me. They beat me up. (laughs) I'm bleeding. So I said, here's what I'm going to do. Now, here's a picture of of the devil running. Can you see that picture right there? See? See, the devil's working out because he wants to catch these people that are trying to use the name of Jesus. (laughs) So what I did is I I got some, some elders around me. And I didn't get the guys that could pray real good. I didn't care about that. I wanted the guys, big guys, you know, <laughs> in case the devil jumped on me. I mean, I wanted to live, pull them off of me. <laughs> so we got there, and uh, I just, in the name of Jesus, shut off that phone. No. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, I said, come out in the name of the Lord. And the devil came out, and he was at peace, and his shoulders just went hunched over, and he goes, I feel good. I feel delivered. He hugged me, and I found out later he got married, he had children, he had a normal life. All because that we use the power in the name of Jesus. We have to step out in faith and believe. So at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess. And so you tell them, Jesus has... (laughs) So what's in a name? Character, reliability, power, consequences... Everything that Jesus has promised is for us. Amen? So let's bow our heads and pray. Because what we're going to do is we're going to um, uh, have our, our last song. Then we're going to uh, shut off the uh, camera. We're going to pray for those that need healing. How many of you need healing in your body? Let me see your hands. Amen? All right. We're going to pray and watch God work. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your Uh, provision for us. We thank you for your healing virtue for us. We give you praise and the glory and honor for all that you're going to do in our lives. We know that you are the God that is more than enough, so we thank you that you are more than enough, and we thank you for all that you have done and will do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.